Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Truth Dealer Radio is listener supported. If you are led to support this ministry, there is a way to do that at truthdealer-radio.com. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Every day we stand in an epic spiritual battle between good and evil, and safety is of the Lord. This is Truth Dealer Radio. Warning believers to wake up and be sober, encouraging believers to stand on the Word of God, and motivating believers to be truth dealers with a bold witness for Jesus Christ in these end times. And now the host of Truth Dealer Radio, Brian Moonen. It's truth. Praise God. Welcome back to Truth Dealer Radio, where no matter what time zone you're in, it's truth o'clock. I'm Brian Moonen, and I'm sounding the alarm, asking you to wake up and join the battle for truth. The truth is God's word. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, Hebrews 4.12. Well, praise God. It's great to be back today on Truth Dealer Radio. And I just want to talk to you today about what does God think? What does God think, okay? This is something that we should bring to any decision of anything that we do, especially, most especially when it comes to worshiping God. Above all things, we are to do that the way he says to do that. We're not supposed to add or subtract methods or new inventions when it comes to worshiping God. In Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you alway, even until the end of the world. Amen. Praise God. So Jesus Christ has all power in heaven and in earth. Those who are saved are to be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And then we are to teach them, disciple them, to observe all the things whatsoever I have commanded you. Okay, that means what, what he commanded and nothing else. It doesn't mean we add in all kinds of extra stuff along the way because some some time went by and then we accept whatever that's not what that means at all okay in in malachi 3 6 for i am the lord i change not god does not change god is totally sinless he's holy and he does not change hebrews 13 8 says jesus christ the same yesterday 
and today and forever. 1 Timothy 3.16 says, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Praise God. And in John 10.30, Jesus Christ said, I and my Father are one. So now when I'm going to start reading from the Old Testament, some verses in Deuteronomy, God didn't change, okay? God, his character, his heart, his desire for us, how he wants us to do things, what he accepts and what he doesn't accept, that did not change. He accepts the sacrifice of his, of his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ, as payment and propitiation for our sins. In the Old Testament, that was in the future. But we're always saved by God's grace through faith in God, through faith in Jesus Christ. Christ means Messiah. God himself, his character, his holiness, and his rules about worship, worshiping him, the creator of the universe, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, those ideas need to come from God. Those commands, those ideas come from God's word to us. They don't go from us to God. Now, in the past, when pagan practices were creeping in among the people and God's people and everything, God did not tell them, take those things and make them be about me. Take those things and lay claim on them and turn them into something good. I'll really like that. What he told them to do was to destroy them utterly, to burn them, to destroy them, to eradicate them from the land every time, every time. In fact, when there were idols that were covered with gold and silver, he even told them, don't even melt the silver off and the gold. Don't even keep that. It's all to be destroyed and cast away and cast out of the camp. They're not just inanimate objects when there's a religious significance to them. In God's eyes, he wants them to be nowhere near his people in the church or in their homes. This is a principle that's in Scripture all throughout. In Deuteronomy chapter 12, God is instructing his people. In verse 8, you shall not do after all the things that we do here this day, every man whatsoever is right in his own eyes. You're not supposed to just do whatever you do what thou wilt. You know, the Aleister Crowley mantra, that that is the literally the commandment for Satanists, do what thou wilt. Do whatever, follow your heart identify like this, whatever feels good, do it. It's There's no right and wrong anymore. Whatever man does right in his own eyes, that's not what God wants out of us. In other words, the will of Christ must govern religious worship, okay? The, not the will of man. The will of man does not govern what's right and wrong. The will of man is subservient underneath the lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Father in heaven. He tells us what's acceptable. Okay, like in the Garden of Eden, 
They were not supposed to eat of the tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But they did it anyways. Because that's what they wanted to do. It's sin. God didn't tell them to do that. The devil deceived them. And like sheep, they're led astray. They, they sinned in the Garden of Eden. Same with this. This is a bunch of things in these holy days that the Roman Catholic Church set up that we're dealing with in this season of time that are pagan in origin that the Lord did not tell us to do. In fact, he told us to have nothing to do with these kinds of things because they're pagan traditions and things that come literally from witchcraft, paganism, sun worship, S-U-N. Okay, all of these things, God, they are an abomination to the Lord our God. And he has told us to have nothing to do with it. He doesn't change. He didn't change and say, you know, it doesn't matter. That was a long time ago. Those, are, those trees are pretty. I mean, I make those trees. God makes trees, right? Nothing wrong with trees. Why, would, why on earth would you ever bring a tree into your house and decorate it? It's not in the scriptures telling you to do that. And it certainly has nothing to do with the Lord Jesus Christ. I just want to take this moment to point out that in Matthew chapter 15, Jesus said, he did say that it is possible to worship him in vain. This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Okay, this also goes on to talk about traditions of men. You make the word of God of none effect. When God warns you to, not to do something, and then you take the tradition that he told you not to be part of, and you try to put it into something to do with religious worship or observation, and say it's for him, that's in vain. It's not for him. It never was. He didn't tell you to do it. So it's in vain. And it's in contradiction to the Holy Spirit of God. And we know from the Bible that Jesus Christ was not born on December 25th. Turn to Luke chapter 2. First of all, it goes without saying that Caesar would not expect everybody to make a journey during the worst season of the year. That would be very foolish and stupid. And he wanted everybody to participate in paying this tax. And that goes without saying. But the shepherds were in the fields at night. But we know that in Israel, they bring their sheep in eh, somewhere in the beginning of November until March. It's cold and rainy. For that reason alone, we know he was not born at the end of December. But even if it told us the date in this chapter, and it didn't say to keep this festival, we, sh we shouldn't be having a festival. Because every week we have the Lord's Day, and we honor the incarnation, the miracle, the virgin birth, the, the life, death, burial, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every We have 52 weeks of the Lord's Day to recognize, commemorate, worship, God on all these, for all of these things. Luke chapter 2 verse 8 says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. They do not spend the night in the field during that season. It's just a fact. So that brings us to, okay, why, why does the holiday on that date then? I thought that was in the Bible. No, that's not in the Bible. December 25th is not an arbitrary date. It is a pagan time. It is a pagan 
birthday, so to speak. The sun god worship. And there's many festivals that overlap in the pagan world that all settle around that time. Winter solstice. Okay, the winter solstice is the witch's observation of the birth of the sun god, the shortest day of the year, and then the sun begins to return and the days get longer. And it's all the, all the stuff about, this also goes to Egyptian festivals of Isis, uh, fake mother and child cults, the Yule Sabbat, winter solstice, as I mentioned, Roman festivals, um, Sol Invictus, Wicca and pagan um, witches, Yule festival also. All of these things are pagan. All of the practices that they continue to do till today stem, they're the same things. They, they use the tree, they use the greenery, they use the mistletoe, they use all these things, and they use the exact same things, and it predates the, the incarnation of Jesus Christ. It predates the night Jesus Christ was born. These pagan things go way back, some of them to Druids, Roman um, culture and different things, and the giving of gifts and everything, the whole nine yards, Juvenalia, uh, Saturnalia, they certainly were never observed by the apostles or by the Lord himself. They were never commanded by God, that's why. And therefore, they are not sanctioned by God, they're not ordained by God to be used in the worship of him. And that is where all the traditions come from. With the greenery and the holly and the mistletoe and the tree decorating it and stuff, that's where it all comes from. And none of it comes from Christians. Okay, Jesus Christ, the apostles, after he went back to heaven, the early church for over 300 years never did any of this, obviously, of course. And then the Roman Catholic Church was basically being formed, they did what they continue to do. They hoarded in all of the pagan festivals and gave it a Christian name because they wanted to entice. It was like an ecumenical movement. They wanted to entice the pagans. You can follow God and your, do all your pagan things at the same time because we're apostate and we're replacing the real Christ with Satan. So that's a satanic antichrist spirit that brought all that into the quote-unquote church, which is not the true church of God. That's when the church apostatized and went off the cliff and went to be the whore of Babylon that we have now. The true church, all through the ages, opposed this after the Reformation. You know, all, all the Christians, born-again Christians, not Catholic church people who follow the Pope, they have never been okay with this pagan festival, okay? And I, I just want to say that none of this is straining at a gnat. This is huge to God. You're taking the, the, one of the biggest miracles of creation, of the whole, from creation to now, the incarnation of God manifested in the flesh for us, our Savior, and you're turning it into and yoking it up and joining it with a lie. Surrounding it with lies, packaging it with paganism, it nullifies the truth. It isn't the true Christ that is in Christ's mass. It is the Catholic Christ, the plastic Christ in the manger, the ceramic Christ clone in the crush, 
and it's a graven image, and it's anathema. It's accursed. God, this is an abomination to God because we don't mix the holy with the profane in his name. We don't ever take our own ideas or the ideas of paganism, witches, Satanists, things that they do, and say, I'll just do that in my heart to God. That is idolatry. That is not the Holy Spirit telling you to do that. That is your own wicked flesh. Repent. And I mean, I'm talking to, I'm not a person who hates what we used to do in my flesh. We all have fond memories, but if God hates it, I should hate it. So my new man hates it because as soon as you know the truth about it, you can't look back. You can't serve two masters. You can't do it for both reasons. And you can't just say, well, I'll just do it for secular reasons, even though I know Jesus wasn't really born on that day, and I celebrate him all the time anyway, so I'm just going to use all these methods, join with the lost world, and promote heresy, antichrist spirit, greed, lust, fornication, drunkenness, merriment, revelry, all these things that are of the world. That's why all the world loves it. The world hates Jesus Christ. The world hates the Lord Jesus Christ and his word, and he is the word made flesh, but they love this Christmas festival when it has really nothing to do with his word, his holiness, his Holy Spirit, or him, and his holiness. Above all, they hate his holiness. That's why this whole season is a mockery of God. It is not honoring to the Lord Jesus Christ is not honoring to the Lord Jesus Christ. You shall not do so unto the Lord your God, God said. God said that in Deuteronomy 12.4. You shall not do so unto the Lord your God. Fill in the blank with any pagan practices. You shall not do so unto the Lord your God. So in the New Testament, it tells us, whatsoever you do, whether you eat, you drink, Whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. You can't do those things unto the Lord. And you should be doing whatever you do unto the Lord. So if it's not unto the Lord, you shouldn't be doing it. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. You can't disobey God to the glory of God. You can't take pagan, I don't care what it is, and incorporate it into something and say it's about him and have that be for God's glory. God hates that. That's synchronism. Colossians 3.17, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. You can't celebrate pagan customs in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and thank God for them. No, God condemns that. That is syncretism. And God does not instruct us to do that. We are to be set apart. We are to be holy unto the Lord. We are not to profane his holy name in these ways. Just for our own gratification, honestly, and for our own enjoyment, and for our own memories, and our own little fleshly desires. And a spirit rises up in people when you tell them the truth about this. You can be smart alecky about it if you want to, but God in heaven will judge you for that. 
and you're leading people astray because you don't have the, the strength to stand up for the truth. And the truth needs to be applied to every doctrine we teach. And if you're a leader in a church and you're leading people this way, you're leading them astray because God did not tell us to do this. He warned us not to do this. Amen. He warned us. He said, don't do these things unto me, what you think is right in your own eyes, the ways of the heathen. And, and he didn't change. He did not change. We changed without his permission. That's called sin. As like I said, this has a religious connotation to it. This is not a preference issue. This is the worship of God. This is attaching the name of Jesus Christ to a festival that never had anything to do with him ever. And that's wrong, period. And it's based on a lie. He was not born on that day. It's a pagan day. And then using all the trappings and all the exact same things and metaphors and symbols and signs and actions, vain customs, the customs of the people are vain and bringing it in. No, he didn't tell us to do that. That's just a fact. And, and time going by and being raised in Babylon doesn't make it right in God's eyes. In God's eyes. Everyone cares so much about our own feelings. Well, that hurts my feelings to not do that anymore. What do you think about God's heart? How do you think it makes him feel? That's what we're supposed to care about is how he feels, what he thinks, what he commands, what he institutes and ordains and says is holy and what's not holy. And we're supposed to listen to him for our own good, for our own protection and for his glory. Deuteronomy 12.30 says, Take heed to thyself that thou be not snared by following them. After that, they be destroyed from before thee. See, God was clearing the way. He said, don't go back to that. He's protecting us from it, from being snared by it. And that thou inquire not after their gods, saying, how did these nations serve their gods? Even so will I do likewise. Oh, I'll just take a little of this and a little of that and put it all together, and I'll do that unto the Lord. Like what Aaron said, tomorrow's a feast unto the Lord. Is that how God viewed it? Or was God wroth with that? Was God angry with that? He has the right, you know, he has the right to tell us how to worship him. He has the right to be angry at us when we disobey him in matters of worship. And when we go and join his name with a pagan, fake church, idolatrous, apostate church, Roman Catholic, horror Babylon, he has the right to be upset with that. Yes, because he's holy. And he did not authorize it. He did not command us to do it. Verse 31, thou shalt not do so unto the Lord thy God, for every abomination to the Lord, which he hateth, have they done unto their gods. For even their sons and their daughters they have burnt in the fire to their gods. What thing soever I command you, observe to do it. Thou shalt not add thereto, nor diminish from it. And just like Jesus Christ said in Matthew 28 to us, his followers. Now you say, well, you know, doing Christmas, certainly you're not saying that's as bad as child sacrifice and everything. Yes, it is the same spirit. 
It is a pagan spirit. It is an antichrist which is being brought in. We might as well mention that this holiday does have a big fat lie associated with it that spiritually corrupts children, and the children are lied to and taught about a fake magical being named Santa Claus, and he's a, he's a replacement God. He knows when you're sleeping. He knows if you're good and bad. He comes and gives you rewards for your good works, and it's a big evil satanic lie, and that is passing the children through the fire, spiritually speaking, because it corrupts their hearts and it corrupts their minds and it breeds covetousness and a disrespect for the Lord Jesus Christ. And God, God hates people lying to children. You should never lie to your children and replace their faith in God with faith in some warlock elf. Yes, those things are an abomination to God. No, God does not want us to mix the holy with the profane and make up a new holy day on, a, on the same day that is regarded by the pagans. It is an abomination to God to put his name with those practices and then call it good, call it merry. It's serious business to God to attach something to religious significance of worshiping him and regarding something to do with him, commemorating something to do with him, and joining with the lost, dead, antichrist spirit of the world in doing so. He wants no part of that. He abhors that, according to Scripture. And God does not change. God did not wake up one day, because he doesn't sleep, but he didn't look in the mirror or look out at creation one day and say, Boy, I was hard back then. They could do whatever they want. I know what's in their heart. No. The opposite is true. God knows what's in a people's hearts, and he knows it's wicked. And it needs to be rebuked. Not because it's fun to separate from all the things we did when we were kids, but because God is holy, and God is clear on this. There is no gray area when it comes to using pagan things to worship God. Jeremiah 10.2, God says, Learn not the way of the heathen. Don't learn it, don't do it, and don't bring it to me and tell me it's for me, because it's not. And you're not fooling God. You're not fooling the Lord Jesus Christ. This whole date was set up in 354 AD by the Catholic Church, by a Roman Catholic Pope, Pope Julius I, because there was already a pagan festival then, two or three of them actually overlapping, in Rome. They're the ones who set the date. So, And it's on their liturgical calendar where they have all these made-up holy days that happen to match the, the pagan calendar of witches, sabbats. You know, there's not going to be any of this Christmas stuff in heaven. This is not a festival that God ordained and that God instructed us to partake in. I hope you'll tune in next time for part two because we're just getting started on this one. Thank you for listening. God bless you all. Be strong in the Lord. Truth Dealer Radio. No matter what time zone you're in, it's Truth O'Clock. TruthDealerRadio.com. You keep talking about Jesus. Some folks out there, 
just might be listening. Most of you know that I love great coffee. Recently, I made a discovery right here in my hometown of Rome, New York. Broaster's Coffee Company, specializing in single-origin, organic, fair-trade, small-batch coffee. My favorite dark roast is the Nicaraguan. When you use the promo code TRUTH, you will receive 10% off your online purchase at thebroasters.com. T-H-E-B-R-O-A-S-T-E-R-S.com. Broaster's Coffee Company. Hashtag roasted in Rome. Did you know that Big Apple Music has been in business for over 40 years? They have a great selection of guitars, amps, drums, keyboards, digital pianos, and much more. Did you also know that they offer music lessons right here locally, and they rent instruments? Their experienced staff can also repair instruments and sound systems. Located on Seneca Turnpike in New Hartford, open Monday through Friday, 9 to 9, and Saturday, 9 to 6. That's Big Apple Music, Seneca Turnpike in New Hartford. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.